Whoa. So this morning, just in case you're visiting here, uh, we are going to make this about the Lord. But in case you're wondering what's going on, or maybe you're a regular attender and you just don't pay attention to announcements. So <laughs> we're, we're celebrating 20 years. It, it was 20 years ago, 2003. I'm getting a little bit of ringing up here, by the way. 2003, June 29th, that, that I preached my first sermon here as a pastor. And uh, it was so interesting. This morning, as I was getting everything set up, and I walked out of the church, and I looked across the road here, and I, I see a, a white, single-wide trailer. And when I first came here, that was the home of Keith and Amy Kemp that you saw leading worship. They were the youth pastors here. And, um, and when I walked out and I saw that, I had no idea they were going to be here this morning. And I thought, man, that would be so cool if they could be here. And so what a blessing it is um, to, to have them here. But I was also thinking about this. As, as Amy was talking and I was thinking about how what it is to follow God, what it is to have real faith in God. Sometimes you hear people say, stay on the straight and narrow. And as I was thinking about that this morning, I was like, you know, I definitely find the path in following the Lord and exercising faith is narrow, but straight. Like, no, I have not found that at all. I was talking uh, just yesterday or a couple days ago with a, a, a spiritual son that's in his 20s and he's been following the Lord and we were sitting there talking about his path. And how it's been like, rant, 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 and, you know, and he's trying to follow the Lord. And you look at it and you're like, what's going on? And I totally get that. Um, when you look at people in Scripture and you look at their path, you, when you look at the missionary journeys of Paul, for instance, or, or any of them, it's not this nice little straight path. The Holy Spirit has this way of leading us over here and we think this is going to happen, but then it doesn't and we're over here and we think this is going to happen, but then it doesn't and we're over here and we're like, what's going on? You know, am I schizophrenic or something like that? Uh, what is happening here? And much of it has to do with this. God is desiring us and inviting us into a trust relationship. A trust relationship. So I want you to know this morning that, that following the Lord is not going to be nice and neat. Because the Lord is going to take you into a place where you must really rely on Him. And I was reminded this morning about how hard that is. And how at times I will be all in. God, I trust you. I'm following you. You've always been good. And there are times where I'm like, ah, God, sometimes I don't really like the places that you've led me. And I just don't know if I want to trust you right now. And I start to choose my own path. And maybe you're here this morning and you've been thinking about really following the Lord, um, but you're not really stepping in with both feet. Maybe you're a person that says, you know, I have faith. And by that you mean that you believe, you know, that, that Jesus is the Lord and, and so on. Uh, however, you are not one that wants to really give him control. I want to talk about that this morning because the passage that we're going to look at talks about that very thing and it asks a question in the passage. And the question is, can that faith save you? And what I would say to you this morning is, that is not real faith. 
It's something that I believe has been purported uh, by the church, and, and the hope has been to uh, maybe grow numbers, or, I, or maybe it's just a misunderstanding of the word. I, I don't know. We are saved by faith alone. It, it's true. You can't earn anything. But you need to know this. Genuine faith always produces works. Always. Otherwise, it's not genuine faith. Believing in the Lord is not enough. Because as the passage that we're going to look at talks about, the demons believe. (laughs) They not only believe, but you know what? They will obey when the Lord tells them to. But they're not going to trust Him. They're not going to follow Him. They are going to take their own path. And if you are here this morning and you are trying to take your own path, I just want to invite you to change course. Number one, that path is not going to work. You may think it is. You may think it's going to be better when you're in control, uh, but it's not. I was reminded this morning, and, and I know I, for those of you who've been here 20 years or, or even less than that, you've heard similar stories over and over. And I'm sorry, I've only got so many, okay? But, but I, I'm just reminded of my own path, and i reminded after our first experience in ministry, I was so frustrated with the Lord, and I was like, Lord, <laughs> I just don't know if I trust you anymore, because that did not end well. I'm going after my own path. Now, here's the deal. I was not denying God. I was going to continue to be a part of a church. I was going to continue to believe in the Lord, but I'm taking my own path. And I want you to know that was the most miserable time of my life. And it was so dark and it was so ugly. And I just want to say to you this morning, if you're in that place and you're wondering why, It's because you're not trusting the Lord with all of your life. To say that you believe in Him is not enough. You must trust Him with all of your life. You must ask Him, Lord, what do you want me to do? You know, who who do you want me to marry? Where do you want me to work? You must give all of your life to Him. That is the only way that it works. And if you do that, is it going to be all roses? (laughs) Absolutely not. But you will experience the goodness of God. And there are going to be times where God lifts you up. Scripture talks about over and over that God exalts the humble, but He puts down those who exalt themselves. When you approach Him with humility, there are going to be times where God lifts you up and you're just going to be like, this is amazing. But then there are going to be times where He asks you to walk through the valley. That's part of following the Lord. And I want you to know this morning, you can't avoid the valley. But your choice is, do you walk through it with the Lord, or do you try to walk through it alone? That's the choice. The scripture I want to go to this morning is James chapter 2, verse 14 through 26. James chapter 2. Verse 14, I'm going to be reading out of the New Living this morning. This is a familiar passage to, to some of you, um, but, but I really felt drawn to it this morning. Um, because, and even if you are someone who's walking in faith, I believe that this is able to speak to you. Because it was able to speak to me. Because even though 
um, I've got, had you know, many faith journeys in my faith journey with the Lord, I find that the Lord keeps bringing me back to things. You know, the Lord will teach me a lesson in something, and then He'll kind of give me a break and teach me a lesson somewhere else, and then He'll bring me back to the same thing over and over. Uh, right now, uh, the Lord has taught me many lessons dealing with money. Um, but right now, I feel the Lord taking me back. And I got to tell you, and you've heard me preach on some of this, it's always been good. And I am so grateful for the lessons that God's taught me because it's given me freedom and blessing and, and, and it's, it's just been so, so good. But now that the Lord's taken me back, I'm kind of like, because mm, mm, I'm kind of comfortable where I'm at. You know, I'm kind of comfortable in the path that I'm walking, the things I'm doing. And, and I'm just like, oh, really, Lord, can we just keep it the way it is? And I feel him saying, nope, nope, I, I, I want to I teach you some more, son. I want to bring you some, some more freedom. And so even though I've been walking with the Lord many years now, the Lord's saying, it's time, son, for, for uh, more. And so no matter where you're at this morning, the Lord would say to you, it's time for more. Uh, and it's always a matter of responding to the Lord. Because you can, you know, Amy was talking about those cold places. How do we get to those cold places? Well, I can tell you how I get to those cold places. I stop obeying. I, I, I mean, I'm always hearing, but I just stop obeying. I'm just like, ah, I just want to rest for a while, God. <laughs> but the rest always seems to be in the dark valley. And that's not really very restful. So then it draws me back to the Lord. So this morning, no matter where you're at, whether you've never placed your faith in the Lord, whether you have, I believe the Lord wants to speak to us this morning. James chapter 2, verse 14, he says, What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone. Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing and you say, goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does it do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Have you ever worked for somebody who told you, yeah, we're going to do that. We're just not ready yet. Let, give it another year. And you wait a year and it's still not happening. Yeah, we're almost there, but just, just give it a little bit longer. But then the little bit longer comes and, and it never happens. And you're just like, oh, what is going on? Why would I would rather them just tell me it's not going to happen instead of saying that, and it never does. Well, you know what? We're all guilty of that. What he's talking about here, where we say to someone, we all know what it is to say the right thing. I mean, you don't even have to be an adult. You can be a young kid and know how to do this. So we say things like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, let me pray for you. And, or, or I'll be praying for you. But we actually don't give anything of ourselves, but it sounds like we're with them. But nothing is sacrificed. 
hear this. <laughs> that may work on somebody for a while, but it never works on the Lord. It never works on the Lord. And even the people around you eventually figure it out. And they stop asking you for things because they know you're just going to you know, give them some platitude, but there's really never going to be any action. That doesn't work with the Lord. And, and here's the thing. Nothing is going to change in your life when you do that. When you uh, say words like, okay, yes, I want to receive Jesus, but, but in your heart you're like, no, <laughs> I'm going to be in control. I just don't want to be you know, sent to some bad place. Is that going to work with the Lord? No, because He sees into your heart. And not only that, but here's the thing. What happens is, all those blessings that are yours, that great inheritance that the Lord wants to give you, you block it because you're not actually trusting Him. What is faith? Let's talk about that. Faith is trusting the Lord. Does it start with believing Him? Yes. But to really believe Him is to trust Him. I mean, if the Lord stretches this plank across a deep ravine and says, Son, daughter, walk to me. If you trust Him, you're going to do it. But if you're over here saying, yes, I believe somebody could walk that and be okay, but you're pointing at somebody else saying, I'm not doing it, you do not trust Him. Do you hear what I'm saying? You can read through the Bible stories and you can be like, oh yeah, I believe that. Oh, you know, or, or you can be like, you know, oh yeah, if I was that person, I, I would have trusted God and so on. None of that means anything unless you are doing the things that God is asking you right now. The question is, what is he asking you? Um, and, and the reality is you probably know. Deep in your heart, you know. Because again, I know, and, and you know what? I didn't even want to vocalize to you the money thing. I didn't. Because I really want to ignore it. I want to act like God's not really speaking to me about it. Because again, I've had the lessons before. And what I want to do is I want to share with you the stories of old that, that happened a long time ago. I don't want to talk to you about the things that God's asking of me now. Because... It's asking something of me. Telling you the old stories, that didn't ask anything of me. It's just like, oh, let me tell you about these old victories back here, and let's just dwell on those. You know, churches and people get into that. We, we just want to talk about the old victories. I'm glad this morning I get to think about some of the old times. I'm glad for that. But you know what? I'm not going back there. I'm not, I'm not going to live back there. That's not where God is. God is right here, right now. And He's asking me to follow Him right now. Uh, sometimes I look back on the old things to see how He's provided and see His faithfulness. And it's a reminder so that I, I will be encouraged to follow Him now. But I'm in the here and now. If you're resting on the laurels of, of some faith journey that you took long ago, that doesn't work with God. God's asking you right now to take new steps. What is it? What is it? 
God's, it's there. It's right now. God's asking you to trust Him with something in deeper ways than you've ever done before. If you will do it, you will receive blessing. If you reject it, what's going to happen? You're going to start to feel a distance from God. You're going to start to feel a coldness from God. Let's read on and see what the author has to say in verse 18. He says, now someone may argue some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. Again, he's stressing the fact that if you have genuine faith, good deeds are going to flow out of it. Now, I want to say this. Here's what we don't want to do. We don't want to just go out and start doing stuff. If you just go out and start doing stuff, you are going to be so frustrated because it's not the things that God's calling you to. It's not flowing out of faith. What you're really doing there is you're trying to earn something from God. Here's what that's going to do for you. It's going to produce pride and it's going to produce ego in you. And God's going to reject that. You're not going to receive blessing. Not only is God going to reject that, but you're going to annoy everyone around you. Nobody likes being around a prideful, egotistical person. You're not going to have real relationships at that point. So don't take that path. Pursue the Lord first. Start out pursuing the Lord and then ask the Lord, Lord, where are you leading me? What are you leading me to do? Do those things. Don't look, because here's the other thing we do. You know, a lot of times we'll pick out the easy thing. Or some of you won't. Some of you will actually go pick out the hardest thing to try and really prove something to God that is no good. Because what God is after is trust. Trust. That's what it's all about. That's why he's asking you to do things. And as you do things, you're showing trust. And from that is going to come blessing. He's going to give us an example of that later on in this passage. Verse 21. Don't you remember... Let me me go back to 19. I'm sorry. You say you have faith for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? So when you read through the scriptures, you you see when the demons encounter Jesus, they recognize his authority. They're like, who have you, you know, what are you doing here? You know, why, why are you here? Why, why are you here to bother us? They, and then when he would tell them to do something, guess what? They did it. They not only recognized him, knew him, they obeyed him because he has authority. Again, you may be here this morning and you may be like, yeah, I believe. I even respect his authority, but you're not trusting him. I know this sounds cruel, but listen. That's no better than the demon. If that's no better than the demon, where are you going to spend eternity? Probably with the demon. Do you hear what I'm saying? My point isn't to scare you for the sake of scaring you. My my point is to show you this this is where I believe that person is at. And, And I'm not one to look into your heart. You know, like, like John was talking earlier about judging people. Uh, the scripture makes it clear that that's not my, I, I'm not to do that. I'm to judge actions, okay? But I'm not to judge the heart. I don't know. 
But I'm sharing with you, if this is where you're at, that is a dangerous place because that's where the demons are at. Now let's get into those who place their faith in the Lord. Verse 21, Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. And it so it happened, just as scriptures say, Abraham believed God and God counted it him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. Now, this is an amazing story because Abraham is asked to kill his son for God. That makes no sense. But it's a great example because I want you to hear this. This is what it's like to genuinely follow God. Not that he's going to ask you to kill your kid. But what I'm telling you is this. He's going to ask things that you're like, that makes no sense. That makes zero sense. Why would he even ask that? I see no purpose in what God is asking here. Why does he do it? It is all about trust. So your faith journey as you're following God, if you think it's going to be nice and neat and laid out, you're going to take some weird turns and you're going you're to be like, what is going on, God? And you're going to be tempted to say, you know what, forget this. I'm going back to following my own thoughts. Don't follow that temptation. Here's why. You'll miss out on the blessings. Did you hear what he said in here? His faith was complete. It's one thing to hear the voice of God, and that's exciting. But it's when you obey and you walk it out that the faith comes full circle and we receive this blessing and we grow and we're closer to the Lord. Um, that's where it all comes together. But if I stop short, I've heard the voice of God and, you know, that's nice. I feel loved, but I stop there and I don't follow through. I, I don't complete the circle and I'm not going to receive the blessing. And when you think about Abraham, was it just Abraham that was blessed? No, we're even blessed because of this. I want you to think about that. I don't care if you're a parent or not. Your life is affecting people. There are people all around you that are watching you. Are you trusting in God? And if you are trusting in God, how is it turning out for you? Or if you're a person that's saying, I'm trusting God, but you're not, you just have a belief and you follow your own life, that's sending a message to them. And you know what the message is? I don't want that. It hasn't made any difference in their life. So what did they believe? They're no different than anybody else. And I know that's some pressure and I hear you. And I don't like feeling it all the time. But you know what? It pushes me. Because I know that my actions affect people around me. People that I love. Now, there's one more example in this passage that I want to share. Because I believe that it speaks. Verse 25 says, Rahab the prostitute is another example. She was shown to be right with God by her actions when she hid those messengers and sent them safely away by a different road. 
Just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. Did you catch that? Rahab the prostitute. That means that she was one of the most rejected people in the area. Just, just she, she was one of those people that, that, that people looked at and said, there's no way that God wants anything to do with her. But you know what she decided to do? She decided to risk everything on God. She lived in this town that had these secure walls around it. But these spies broke in and she risked her life to hide those spies. Even though she's living inside this secure area and common sense would say they're okay, uh, she's probably going to have to answer to the people inside the walls rather than the people outside the walls. But she decided to put her faith in God and so she protected them. And what happened was God worked a miracle. God brought those walls down. He destroyed the, that place. And guess what? Her and her family were saved. What does that mean? It means I don't care what your past was. I don't care what you've done up to this point. I don't care if it's just been super bad. Listen, <laughs> Rahab changed it. How did she do it? She did it with one decision, but it was a decision that took action. She didn't just say, oh, you're spies here that people are trying to kill? Let me pray for you. Oh, Put my life at risk? Whoa, wait a minute, that's crazy. No, no, I can't do that. No, no, she put action to it. One decision. That's what God is asking of each one of us here. If you've never placed your faith in the Lord, He's asking you to make the decision and take action today. Maybe you've done that though. But as I've already shared, God's working on you right now. There's something that He's saying, hey, I want you to take some action in this area. And you can ignore it if you want, but you're missing out on so much blessing. So much blessing. Rahab became a part of God's story because she trusted God. Maybe you're in a cold spot right now. Maybe you've trusted Him in the past, but for whatever reason... You know, things got you off course and you didn't see it coming, but, but you're finding yourself off course right now. God is right there. You don't have to, you know, run the distance back to him that you've been walking away because he went with you. He's right there. You just turn back to him. So this morning, I want to invite you to do that. If you never placed your faith, do it. Take action this morning. If God's asking something of you, vocalize it, okay? Vocalize it to Him. And then, if there's somebody around you you can trust, just vocalize it to them. Just vocalize it. It'll do wonders just to say it out loud. That's part of the step, and that's going to open up the blessing that God wants to bring to you. Father, thank you. Um,